usually start these things. Always a variety. Yeah, usually uh, some kind of sing song or yelling or horn beepings. You know those handheld horns? Like you have your thing? Would that be beeping or honking? It's like a horn. Yeah, but to. A bleat. To make. No, that would be the sound, but to make it make the noise, would you honk it? Or would you beep it? You press it. <laughs> I doubt it. Depress it? Um, but in your car, you're beeping it. And on the stage, I would say honk. How many other things can you do to a horn? You don't, you don't really press a horn. Squeeze it. I'm going to go with honk. How'd we get here? No. Um, what, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat. It's been so long, Cheese, that I forgot how we do this. Or, or with who and why. I don't even remember the last time we did do this, to be honest. I feel like September, so like seven or eight months ago. Wow. Um, not good at math. Wow. You mean no. I've been 29 for two months now? I was 29 for two years, so get ready. I never got to be 28, so that's any regrets I'll have. I'll just look back and say, well, if I would have got to be 28... Probably with all the greatest things in my life probably happened in that 20, when I was 28. I almost said in my 28th year, but... I don't doubt it. <laughs> Jeez, you fiend. Um, I say that because our topic today is going to be doubt, or tonight, or whatever you're listening to this, at your office, or at the gym, on the treadmill, getting some, squeezing in some cardio. Just... Just to give it some context, we just want to make sure at the very beginning that we did not say no doubt is our topic today. We will not be talking about Gwen Stefani and her ska rock band. Well, don't speak to me about that. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm, I'm, just, to... I'm just a girl. <laughs> um, Spiderwebs, that was one. That was one. Was the Hollerback girl, was that still No, no Doubt, that or was, was that her solo? No, ah. Hella Good, that was No oh, Doubt. Yeah. I'm feeling hella good, so let's just keep on dancing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, nah. Yeah. I, the only title I would have known was Don't Speak. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's on my iPod. It's true. It's a good album. It's windy out. Just give you guys an idea of what's going on in our atmosphere. So if you hear some background noise that definitely is not getting edited out, it's probably wind. Probably. Or Chase's farts. Which is just a different kind of wind. A more localized and uh, fragrant wind. A westerly wind? Well, I guess. The way we're sitting. <laughs> Alright. Doubt is the topic. I doubt it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So, cheese, I don't know, you don't really have a what is doubt here, I'm sure we'll get to that, but <laughs> why would you, <laughs> why would you want to avoid doubt? Why would you want to avoid doubt? <laughs> Keep going, we're not stopping. I know. Don't look at me like I that. I know, I just said it's a really, 
really weird first question to ask. Well, you're the one that lays it out. So, so yeah, yeah. So, like, we're gonna we're not gonna say what doubt is or or delve into that. (laughs) We're we're gonna gonna ask. How do we avoid it? Hold on. How do we get rid of doubt? How do we how do we not talk about this when this is our topic? Our listeners are educated enough, probably, to be able to use a computer to look up what doubt is, since we obviously did not. All right. So, why would you want to avoid... Yeah, that would have been a good opening question. Why would you want to avoid doubt? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, would, that's, that's, I think that was my question for you. Oh. It was just sort of like, why, why? Why? What's wrong with doubt? Why is doubt a bad thing? Why would you want to avoid it? I, it's just negative to me. It's uh, some kind of feeling or some kind of thing that erodes your confidence and your ability to uh, knock stuff out of the park. So is that is that how you experienced out? Like, is that... Um, yeah, I would say it's kind of a... a tr- would it be... A, this is just going to be like a... It would be like a grade nine talking to a university kid. But uh, I'm the grade nine. Okay, I'm glad we got that okay. established. Okay, it's important to establish your characters in the scene. You're a really, I'm really a huge, huge nice grade nine year old. So you uh, you play basketball, son? Uh, would you like to play on the football team for me? <laughs> we'll help you out with your grades. Anyways, so is it is it like a doubt being a trigger to negative emotions like or negative states like anxiety and fear, trepidation, distress? That's how you experience that later. Well, no, I'm just trying to theorize in a general way. But doubt triggers all those things, which then trigger depression and failure. Drinking alone on a Sunday, like maybe an overproof bottle of rum. By the glass, we're not animals. Yeah, so you largely see doubt in a a negative light. Like like doubt prevents you from doing stuff and makes you feel the bad the bad feelings and you just don't like it predominantly yes i also have the i I can see it as a positive because if you doubt someone that you kind of plan for failure then every surprise you get it's positive okay so like that's not like necessarily like not necessarily like doubting them just because like on fact but like well let's say you're counting like someone on your team you're doing a group project or you're doing some kind of, you know, teamwork exercise, oh, yeah. and you have to rely on somebody else, and you're like, they're probably not going to get this done. Yeah. Oh. And then you're like, maybe I should just do their part, too. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm not going to do their part. I want to watch this movie. And then when they do their part, you're like, never doubted you. Good job. Yeah. So, like, you're just saying like, that that doubt could be like, okay, Brad's not going to do his end of the project. So you go and do all the work yourself, and then he did do his work, so you just wasted all wow. the time. I wouldn't actually do Brad's part. I would just doubt, doubt that he doubt. would do it and then worry and have some anxiety. <laughs> okay. Freaking Brad. Okay. Maybe if Brad was more of a team player. So so you're saying, like, why we would we want to avoid doubt, and, like, largely we want to avoid doubt just because, like, it could prevent us from, like, accomplishing certain things, or it'll just, like, 
make us worry and have all these crappy feelings for like absolutely no reason. Or lead you to the Homer Simpson strategy of the only way to ensure that you're successful is don't try. <laughs> so you doubt, well, I wouldn't be able to do that. You doubt your abilities or something. Yeah, yeah. so you're, ta- you're going back to the grade nine or university student and they're in a bar and there's pretty girl standing up against the bar and their friends are you should go talk to her you should go talk to that girl over there don't don't McConaughey on me that was just a slip okay but it's go go talk to that girl over there and then you're like ah she wouldn't be interested in me that's manifestation doubt yeah yeah which could be a play yeah like your <laughs> manifestation of doubt that would be a good band name too that's true Oh, that would be a 90s band for yeah, sure. Manifestation Doubt. Of Doubt. No, colon, Doubt. Weird. It made sense to me. That's really weird. Well, it was the 90s. There's a lot of weird it. stuff. I get it. Um, <laughs> if it was late 90s, it would be like, why don't you talk to that girl over there? <laughs> and then the band would just play. It would basically be stained. But <laughs> just... With just more depressing lyrics. Oh my god. Have serious <laughs> doubt in your ability to recall 90s bands' names that are good. Keep in mind also that I only know one song from Stain. Which is? You know, the one. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I doubt I'm going to remember it. Are they the ones that did, It's been a while? Yeah, that's the that's one. That's the one, yeah. Um, I, was, I wasn't sure. I had some doubts, so that was what it actually was. Okay, so no, that's that's legit. Like, doubt definitely has, like, a lot of those, like, negative connotations to it. Like, oh, man, I doubted myself, and then, like, that led to some bad stuff. Um, or, like, you get, you do get, like, a lot You're of like, I doubt I can climb up that rock face to get to that top of the waterfall, yeah. and then you miss out on the experience of yeah. looking down at a waterfall. Yeah. So. <laughs> oddly so, yeah. specific. No, it's very weirdly specific but like it illustrates a point but like let's go back to grade nine uh example or whatever and think about like what you did probably as friends not necessarily in grade nine but like even earlier you would go to your someone would say i can go like my dad can beat up your dad right and you're like no he can't i doubt that and like you know like you no there was it wasn't even doubt i just i just New. You just knew. Yeah. But like, but like, let's say you have, but you do have a lot of those arguments with your buddies. Your buddy says they can do something, and you're like, no, you totally can't. Or like, that there's they no, did something. There's no way you did that, yeah. or there's no way you can do that. So then, obviously, like when you're younger, most of the time, you usually get all jacked up and like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I can. I'll show you. And then you go it becomes and combative. it becomes combative, but also very motivating. Like someone goes like no way you can't do that and you're like uh it's like that headley song you know where he's all like uh everybody said boy don't go any higher and he's like yeah whatever i can do anything so like you know they like motivated that person to try harder to prove those people wrong so like having that doubt come from other people can can also be like a motivating factor which is also quite quite positive very positive i feel yeah have you any had any experiences where you were like, I did this, and people were like, no? Yeah, but they're not great. Okay. I think uh, one of them was, I ate 12 pizza pockets in one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people at the time did not. 
I was a slimmer man then, smaller in stature. Yeah. And uh, they forced me to repeat it. And you did it? Of course. Yes. Both times, severely ill. Do, do not... I am a trained professional. Do not try this at home. You are not. You are like a moderately skilled amateur. There is a risk of, of injury, for sure. Definitely. So that's like one area where it can be positive. The other one is like having that critical voice is really, really important. If you just took everyone at face value and had like no doubt, even like towards yourself, you're like, I can jump over those 16 buses on a motorcycle without any training. No doubt. No question. I could throw this football over the mountains. Right. And then you go and you can embarrass yourself or like injure yourself. Wouldn't it be wild if you just didn't, there was no like shame, like if you embarrass yourself like that, like some kind of crazy boast no one doubted you you tried it and somehow survived whatever yeah yeah. and And then then people were just like wow guess he couldn't well okay what else can what else can we talk about it's basically when you have that example i just think of the movie hot rod yep when he's just like he thinks he's the greatest no doubt whatsoever severely doubted him yeah and but like also like everybody else around him like supported him despite getting like exact evidence that he can't do these things yet uh, he so did it, it. Could, could lead to a lot of embarrassment spoiler but again alert. spoiler work it worked out um, say spoiler work spoiler work um, okay. <laughs> so like so yeah so it can be also very motivating but also like critical like you need to be critical of things like you need to doubt people doing things so that they actually do prove it so that you get like good solid well, evidence well hold on I get well. I guess I see what you're saying, but I guess critical thinking is a tool to develop doubt, whether it's doubt in others or because critical thinking—that's a whole other thing. Well, that's the thing I would argue, though. Like, I would definitely argue that that doubt would lead to critical thinking, not the other way around. Or maybe uh, they, or maybe they go bing bang boom, like yeah, they, they, they bounce can. off each other. I think they can. So I would say, like, an earliest. Like, so critical thinking is something you think about, like, when you're reading research papers yeah. or, like, as an adult and you learn maybe Anything in university the internet, or ever. especially in, in, like, master's work or graduate work, you learn a lot about that. But probably the earliest examples of, like, critical thinking is ripping on your buddies for claims that they're making that you know almost for a fact that aren't true. What if there's two buddies? Is it still, still cool to doubt them? Because that happens a lot, too. Yeah, me and Darren, uh, we jumped uh, that sled, jumped right clear over oh. that car. And then Darren's, yeah, totally did. It's like power numbers yeah, kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's like, well, if this person said it, like, that's what happens, I find, like, going to those real ghost stories or real alien stories. Oh. And it's like, there's so many examples of this. How can it not exist? Yeah. But, like, at the same time, you're kind of like, oh. So many people have been abducted. It's got to be true. I don't even know what accent that is. Well, I just think it's funny, actually, when you say that, because, like, adducted just means, like, <laughs> you know that machine that's at the gym? I don't know you, which like, side's have which. your legs spread yeah, apart I'm... machine, and then you, like, clench them together. Which and ones? Like, I think we've adductors. done this game before, but think... which one's the outside? Um, I think going... Ab out, or ad? I think ad is going outwards. Okay. And then ab is I still is, don't know which one's together. on the outside, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's a problem for me because I sometimes I, I injure the outside like a hip pointer maybe I don't know I'm not a <laughs> hip pointer it's a thing it's like an injury in your hip 
Those are the two hip-related injuries and the Bo Jackson one. Those are three hip injuries. Name three hip injuries. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Pull your adductor or possibly abductor. Hip pointer and the Bo Jackson one, which more or less his hip came out, came back in, but one of the veins or arteries got caught in there. I know what you're talking about. Bo Jackson. Bo knows hip injuries. Oh, now he does. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so like it can have, it can have that, that positive aspect to it. So to kind of quote these things, I've got a couple of quotes written down here that you I do. thought were, um, all very, um, varied, I guess. So we'll start in, in time. We'll start in time with the earliest, which was, uh, Socrates, um, back in Greece. And he said, I know that I don't know. But you don't know that you don't know, and that is why you think you know. Come again? Love is not unlike the unlikely not that it is unlikened to. Um, basically, it's just saying, like, he, he, he knows that he's acknowledging that he doesn't know something. So that leads to him maybe exploring, you know, why that may be true. Whereas you don't know that you don't know kind of thing. So you're ignorant to your own ignorance. Therefore, there is no doubt there, and that's a dangerous thing. That's an important thing we learned in work, is uh, you have to know what you don't know in order to learn it. Exactly. But most people think, like, that's a weakness to say, oh, I didn't learn that, or, like, I I should know that, but I don't, so I'm just going to not admit that I don't know. So when you're... And then you end up in trouble. When you're starting out in a kind of new project or new subject matter, that's a key objective, is you got to find out what you know and what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what you don't know, boom, Socrates. Boom. (laughs) Wise man. Boom. Beards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if this next person had a beard or not, um, but this quote um, was interesting. Probably had side beards. Um, this is going to get religious. There's some religious stuff in here, so be, Calm down. be forewarned. Um, I do not by any means know atheism as a result, even less as an event. It is a matter of course with me from instinct. I am too inquisitive, too questionable, too exuberant to stand for any gross answer. God is a gross answer, an indelicacy against us thinkers, at bottom merely a gross prohibition for us. You shall not think with an exclamation point. I didn't exclaim it, but that's okay. But basically he's saying that you can take God... Oh, who, who, who is? Nietzsche. Okay, you forgot to say that. Was oh, Frederick Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Oh, my bad. Uh, to quote Nietzsche... He's uh, probably got side points. <laughs> um, to quote Nietzsche, yeah. So he's just kind of saying that, like, Yes, God is an answer for a lot of things. Oh, why does this happen? God. That is a gross answer. That's like a very all-encompassing thing that does explain a lot of things. However, he's going to, like, question that, that there might be some other answers from some other places that could be quite simple. And as we've explored through science, we've gotten a lot of answers to to things that God would have explained uh, previously or religion would have explained previously. So it's... It's not a net answer, it's the gross. It is the gross, yeah. yes. Because um, initially when I it is the saw that, I was like, does he mean gross, like disgusting, or yeah. does he mean gross, like, before taxes? 
Yeah. Like it's more expensive. Like why why do these uh, animals exist? And it would be like God created them, and you were like, gross. Ew, gross. What did he? Yeah. How was he doing that? Yeah. How would he have to have sex with to create a deer? Getting blasphemous on a Sunday. (laughs) It's his day. Yeah. So I mean, well, Zeus. What did he do? He came a horse and then banged some other horse or something. Zeus was all about. Yeah, but when he's in horse form, it's probably. That's probably okay, right? I don't know. Like yeah, when you like turn if you bang he was another a horse and you're a horse. Like... He often was a bull. We'll call it a stallion because it sounds more majestic. Sure. Um, there's a couple other animals that he kind of threw, like his go-to forms. Bull, I remember specifically. Hopefully someone comments. It's like, no, I just read all the Greek mythology. He was never a bull. He was definitely a bull at some point. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll just say we'll just say that somebody got the horns. If you know what I mean. Yeah, all those demigods, moms. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So what he's just saying is that like you know he has doubt that God did a lot of things. So he went out and questioned that and, and so found some other answers. How is this actually so, happening? So the doubt was was um, motivating for him. Um, and then the last quote I have here, um, fast forward to more um, current times. Uh, 2001. Another themed restaurant that we have, current times. Um, and That'd be a weird call one. Back. Um, so uh, he said in the, in the movie 8 Mile, uh, fuck y'all if you doubt me. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Great, now it's an explicit rating. Now it's an explicit rating. Um, Joke's on you, I put them all explicit. Okay, f- fudge y'all if you doubt me. <laughs> Yo, Frick y'all. You open your mouth like you're saying it, and I'll beep it. Beep. Y'all, if you doubt me. Nailed <laughs> yes. it. Or you can do like Craig Ferguson. We didn't even need a GRP to edit that he, one. He puts a flag over his own mouth and then says stuff like, Hey, caramba. <laughs> or, hey, hey. Hey, so. Um, which, again, basically says, uh, you know, people are going to doubt that you can do things but you just ignore those people because you can do those things and uh, you know you can you know you can or so you will don't let them hold you back like you said doubt can be very negative and hold you back from yourself but also from other people yep you're like oh I can do that and they're like no you can't and you're like oh no I can't they're right yeah. they're right usually I take the old spike train a little more so if somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it out of spite. Like, maybe I was having trouble writing my master's thesis, and my boss said, why don't you just quit? You're never going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah? And then I was motivated to finish it, yeah, which not, I did. Not for yourself, but just to just give a real... Yeah, out of spite. Yeah. I could care less. But, yeah. My nose got cut off despite my face on that one. My nose is intact. I, huh. I lied. So we want to. Um, uh, I think that last quote really lends itself well to the uh, haters gonna hate debate. Is that a formal event? Like, is that on Intelligence Squared that they host that debate? Haters gonna hate debate. <laughs> yep. Uh, today's debate is haters gonna hate question mark. And then the American one, the guy kind of talks like that. I forget his name. It's like a five-part name. Mm-hmm. He's like, my name is uh, Michael Van Bongandong. The last ones are just gibberish. Who's his name, sorry? Michael Van Bongandong. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it again. Um, okay, then do it. 
Michael Van Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it. No. I got him to prove it. He can, I doubt it. He can do it. And then he was right. He can't do it. But yeah, if you listened to Intelligent Square, that would have been way funnier. All right. You. So to all you listeners out there. In, inside, I had a slight, like, uh, chuckle. Uh, if you could see my face, it's there's just, it's just dead. And then, oh, that's that's how far that laugh yeah. goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, you're going to hate. Hey, you're going to hate. Well, that is going to happen. And, and, and again, uh, I believe it was, t- I'm just going to do all the quotes today. Taylor Swift. Oh. Um, said that she could build a castle with all the bricks they threw at her. So, like, people were just, you know, doubting and hating, but, like, throwing bricks at her, like, being like, oh, I'm going to totally take out Taylor Swift with this swift brick to the face. Oh, swift brick to the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and, and then she was just like, oh, I'm just going to take this brick and build myself a nice little house or castle. Well, and then I mean, you're like, oh. Maybe maybe just like a small house, like an outhouse, but to her, because she built it herself and it means so much, that's her castle. Okay, are, castle? We, are we like analyzing Taylor Swift lyrics now? I don't know. That could gonna, be a new side project. I don't know, but I'm just going to call Porta Potties shit castles from now on. <laughs> Porta-potties are no joke, man, especially this time of year. They are cold and they're dark. It's they, unpleasant. They kind of look like escape pods. Uh, they do a little bit. Yeah. Except, like, the worst. Like, imagine, I'm just picturing it landing. I'm just picturing it being propulsed by a streak of shit. Oh, no, I'm, I'm picturing it as an actual, like, you know, spaceship, rockets, but then it's like landing slowly on Earth, but if the landing's a little bit rough, it's just shit everywhere. And then it opens, and it's you like just covered in covered blue. Covered in like you're still pulling at the toilet paper. Like no, no, the pants no. are still down. Because <laughs> no. you're actually no, 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 no. In uh, in one of the Jackass films, they drop one from a height with a guy in it. Oh really? And it just. It's blue water everywhere. Oh. Like they take one from a construction site that's been used for a week. Oh, uh, yeah. To make it extra gross. Steve O barfs. <laughs> Spoiler. Wow, that actually takes a that's skill. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot to make him. Okay. Um, Bring me your hate. Um, hate. Yeah. Bring me your hate. Your weak. I don't know the whole Ellis Island quote. <laughs> <laughs> um. Are we actually talking about hate? We're supposed to do this hater gonna hate debate. Well, that was kind of what it was. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what else. Um... Basically, just say the thing about the nerve so I could make my Reno joke. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna need a little bit of a, a Tyler, Tyler segue here. And <laughs> um, I would say that uh, we're just gonna kind of look at like. Tugboat talked. <laughs> Tugboat. <laughs> Tugboat talked a little bit uh, here about uh, you know why would we want to uh, avoid doubt and I and he was saying that because like it doesn't feel very good and like makes you sad. It makes well, I don't know if it makes you sad, but it makes you more like anxious. Like you're well, kind of sad. Yeah, it induces stress. Kind of like sad or like distressful. Yeah, so like your your stomach gets all like clenched up and and uh you kind of feel like it can almost like stop you in your tracks or be kind of paralyzed or something by like all these harsh words 
uh, that people are, are spouting at you, all the hate. Um, and then that, like, usually you feel a lot of good emotions that are in the, in the stomach. Like, you feel a lot of them there because your brain and your stomach are, are, are linked by a thing called the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve. Is that, like, near the Reno nerve? <laughs> Is that a dad joke? Um, That's pretty good. If it's, you, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's quite distant from the Branson, <laughs> the Branson nerve. <laughs> Which is even further... <laughs> I, got, I can't think of a small town in Maine. Oh. Bangor? It's quite far from Bangor. We're moving across America. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah, that sounds yeah. more like a strip club. Bangor? Yeah. And then, like, the, the lead... The it's lead, like bang, the, or, and then dot, dot, dot. I don't know. <laughs> well, who knows? It depends how much money you have, I suppose. And then, like, their, oh, their gross. top stripper would be considered the main event. No, that would be her name. Main, but spelled like a horse's mane. Oh, and she just... And then event, I guess. She just a huge bush. <laughs> I was going to say hair, but... <laughs> like, on her head. Yeah. Sorry, I call my pubes the main event. That's all. Um, moving forward. That was your nickname in high school. If you felt that in the stomach, that's the disgust response. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's there. It's there. If you, you want to avoid it because it doesn't feel very good, but if you avoid it, then you might not be as critical as you possibly could be. But if you... Um, uh, engage in it to a certain extent or notice that it's there it may prevent you from doing some stuff so sorry I'm still on Reno nerve I know it's a it's a terrible joke I can't stop I know and you won't stop I will cognitive so much like classic almost all emotions that exist out there some of it is really good but it's a double-edged sword because it also has on the other end of things, it's also really bad. So one way it can be motivating, it can make you critical of other things so that you actually get to the bottom and, and not blindly trust people and run into trouble. But on the other hand, it doesn't feel very good and it be, can be quite paralyzing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, not to one extreme or another, like not to the paralyzation point, but... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you have 15 buses lined up and you're on your motorcycle and or you're, like, in a school zone and all these buses are lined up to pick up kids and you're, like, on this motorcycle that you have and then, like, a tow truck with... Yeah, like a nice, like, like with Honda... The, with a flatbed tow truck, like... Yeah. That the back tilts on an angle, Dukes of Hazard style, and you're like, oh, man, I bet you I could jump over all those buses right now. And then your car or your motorcycle just goes... Bam, 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 bam. And, and and then your brain's like, I don't know if you can do that. And it just kind of, it's like a, like a gut check type of, like, yeah. like maybe we shouldn't try and do this. Because I'm not sure you can do it. But then the other part would be like, no, man, like, look at all these people. You can't let them down. I'm pretty sure people aren't going to expect you just because a tow truck is towing a car somewhere near buses that you'd be like, well, got to try it. And then in reality, unlike on that movie, you would hit that ramp and then you would just probably just pile right into the cab of the tow truck and smash yourself to death. Yeah. You wouldn't even make one bus. Which turns into what would be the emotion after experiencing that? Uh, 
going back to your paralyzed by doubt, I'm pretty sure that's how it happens. Well, that's how it happens, but it would probably lead to a heck of a lot of if regret. You, if you don't doubt, you get paralyzed. Because <laughs> of the motorcycle crash. Now, basically, you would be, like in your example, you would be paralyzed by non-doubt. Yeah, but like literally paralyzed. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was paralyzed by doubt. <laughs> What? How'd, how'd you get in that chair, son? Oh, Doubt. To that point... So insensitive. Um, I was in Collingwood with Val, visiting some friends, with two glasses, visiting some... It has to happen every episode. That's <laughs> true. You got pretty deep into it this I was, time. I was. I was doing so well. Um, so we were there visiting some friends, and uh, they had dogs. So their dogs were, like, off-leash, and they were Shelties. running... And, <laughs> Maybe. And then we were um, up, like, exploring, like, caves and caverns and all that kind of stuff. And these dogs were just running off their leashes. And one looked like it was just going to fall into this crevice. But I think it was prepared to just leap over it. But then we were all yelling at the dog because we thought it was going to go in the crevice. And then it kind of did that, like, reverse, like, put the brakes on, put it in reverse. Like, yeah, like, to try and stop themselves. Mr. Jingles? Exactly. No. Wasn't at all, but uh, we can for the purpose of the I podcast. Think we uh, Mr. Jingles, um, or was it like Ms. Jingles? Uh, it was Mr. Definitely okay. Mr. And so we were yelling at us, puts on the brakes, and then it did end up jumping and making it over. But like that doubt that we had instilled in it by yelling at it really pumped the brakes and could have actually been worse than if we had just let them confidently leap, leap over, over. The, 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 the crevice. So. I don't know what that ties into, but I thought I was it was gonna interesting. Say, what, what, what? It's just like if you would, I know. no, no, I, I you could be completely confident, and then someone instills some doubt in you, and then you mess up really bad. Oh, I know. I was doubting yeah. that you had a point to it. Oh, <laughs> well, I recovered. So okay. Oh, that feels good. You are wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. So that's your euphoria. Yeah, yeah. So can you avoid doubt, cheese? You can, sort of. Because, like, I think probably, like, the, the, I can, I can think of ones that I have that I've in, incorporated into my life to be able to avoid doubt and stuff. Uh, one is, like, distracting through television. So you could just, oh, I'm going to go do this challenging thing. And then you're like, nah, that's hard. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and, like, watch TV or something. Like, read um, a thousand page book. Yeah, yeah. The other one is just to cram that feeling of doubt, just cram it away, just try and Shut suppress it nerve. or something like that yeah somewhere along those lines or just kind of be like like you give in to the doubt and you just go yeah I can't do that so then you just like don't try which is kind of along the distraction but it's without the distraction you're just like I'm not going to try but then you don't do anything else so you're not actively method. avoiding you're just sort of like giving up bah. She's, she wouldn't be interested in me I'm not going to go talk to her yeah yeah or you could talk about how it's not important you could be all like but I didn't want to do that anyway. I just want to hang out with you guys tonight. I don't need to go talk to that girl. Exactly. The main event. <laughs> At the Bangor Club. So in, in that case, you, you chose the or. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. Just hang out with your buddies. Bang or hang out with your buddies. Those are the only two options. At that strip club. Basically, anytime you say, like, that you didn't go on a date or something like that. I'm just going to be like, it's like, what are you doing tonight, tugboat? Hanging out with your buddies? You just, uh, 
Just gonna do the dot 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 tonight. Yep. Well, that that could be a number of. You're just gonna do the dot dot dot. I think Bangor is probably in the same strip mall as current times. Also, strip club in a strip mall. That wouldn't you think? Do you think they're all? Shouldn't any mall that a strip club's in just be considered a strip mall then? Well, wouldn't wouldn't it be hilarious if there was a strip mall just completely made of different strip clubs, like different streams? <laughs> Strip yeah, clubs? There is. It's called Mardi Gras. Nope. New Orleans. The red light Mardi, district? Mardi Gras not a it's not a it, town. It, but is it a mall? Well the whole street, Bourbon Street, is it's like blues bar. Oh, okay. So like you have a variety. Like a, I'm talking like a strip mall that's just like everything in it is a strip Yeah, well there's club. spots where there's like four strip clubs in a row. When you're just kinda like or like strip accoutrements. My malls. god, do they need more? Yeah. Well, you do. Everybody has different... No, you don't. Okay. You, you don't. So, cheese, when you do try to avoid it, what is it that you're trying to avoid? I think we got to... Oh, the bad feelings of failure. And then you have to tell people, like, oh, yeah, I tried, no, just, but I just, failed. No, just doubt. How, why do you try to avoid doubt? Because it doesn't feel good. Right. Discomfort. Discomfort. Like and then a, all the nasty thoughts that come with it. Like a feeling of churning or gripping, becoming overwhelmed or... Yeah, I, I, I view it as like a... Off. Um, or experience it more like a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, These are your, your notes. Yeah, what did I mean by that? I don't know. Probably just the tightness of the stomach and you associate it with having to take a dump. <laughs> It's funny how often that turn of phrase ends up in our notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like you, like you, you just you, you have to, like, um, before like a a performance or before yeah. a meeting or something that's, like that. Like all this me, stuff comes nerves. up, so you have to like. It's like having like a cup or two cups of coffee, and it just like boom, it just like goes right through you, kind of thing. Yeah, my opinion that that's just like an anxiety or nerves thing, and then all of a sudden your body's like. Something's gonna happen here, man. We gotta just void the waste tank. Yeah, they're preparing you to like open the chute. Bolt. Oh, new chute. Two chutes. Boohold gets it. Um, but yeah. We call them the boo shot. Yes. We try to. Oh. And two glasses of wine. I'm having a hard time. You're not. I should make you like a naming key for all the fake names that we give people. Just have it all. An equal sign for everyone in the middle. I doubt you'll do that. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> oh, that doubt's is really making my stomach tight, overwhelming. And then, yeah, so like, if you continue to like avoid the doubt, then what would be the consequence? Probably, oh, you'd probably go insane. Or you would never get the thing done. Yeah. I'd but that's that more avoiding the thing. How do you avoid the doubt? By just constantly ignoring whatever the thing is, probably. Yeah, until the doubt. Like, the rationalizing is another way to do it. That's my favorite oh, method. Definitely. Well, that's kind of the, the rationalization is like the, well, I didn't want that anyways. Or like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'd be like, well, I mean, only this person's going to be affected by it, so it's not that big of a deal if I don't do it. That's so selfish. Well, apparently that's my thing. <laughs> Uh, That's why I said it. Yeah. 
Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> so, like, the crappy the crappy cycle of that is that if you, like, um, don't embrace the doubt or, like, don't challenge it or, or go out and do the thing despite having all those bad feelings, if you don't do that, then you'll just continuously, like, not do anything and you won't build any confidence in yourself because you won't really be doing anything to to build that confidence so you'll just kind of that'll just kind of teeter back until you're just completely doing absolutely nothing what if, and then what feeling if you, bad what if you do it but then download the Headspace app and then learn some of the techniques about noting and visualization yeah no that's a, that's actually a good way because that's that's the new approach that I'm taking me too um, yeah you just noting. sit I just kind of sit there and go like yeah, this is going to run its course for a little while here. This is going to, they're going to be a little tit for tat, like, oh, you can't do this. And it's like, oh, no, you can. And it's like, no, you can't. Remember this time? And you'd be like, no, you can. Like, remember this time? And that's just going to ping pong back and forth for a while. So I just kind of sit there and watch that's it. That's your and, internal monologue, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just sitting there. As long and, as it's not you saying that out loud. Like, in a crowded library. <laughs> no, no, no. No, remember this other time? Yeah, we did it. We yeah, totally yeah. did it. I'll get this paper done. Yeah. <laughs> And terrifying. Very terrifying. Especially at night and yelling. How dare those people say out loud what I'm thinking internally? That's scary. <laughs> those um, rogues. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, that's what I do actually. Sometimes when when you have like really bad thoughts that are trying to prevent you from doing stuff, you can just kind of Admiral Akbar it up, and it'll just be like, oh, it's a trap. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. So then, uh, so yeah, you just let that pass, and then once that stuff passes, then you get back to your normal state, and then you're actually able to accomplish what you'd like to accomplish. And if you do that, then you get all the success. Just a big pail of it. And what was this, Tugboat? How many successes until you stop? I have no idea. I wrote that like three months ago. Which makes it more likely that you will doubt yourself in the future. Yeah, I've already oh, said how do you, that. How, how many, many times do you have to succeed until you stop doubting yourself? Ooh. Like you, uh, you know, you're, say you're hammering in nails and you're very inexperienced at it. How many nails do you have to hammer before you can confidently do it? Nail. Or how many miles do you have to ride on your bike with the training wheels on before you're comfortable to take them off? Well, I will give you a solid response of, it depends. Mm. It depends. On, well, yeah, on the task. but It depends. But I, I, think, mean, I, think, I think the answer that you can get to is, is there a number of successes of a repetitive task that you can do that you no longer doubt it? So we'll go back to our talking to a pretty girl in the bar example. If you talk to 50,000 women in 11,000 bars that's how it's going to work out for your nights then you know by that 50,000th one you're just like the rejection and doubt going up to it like it's just not going to factor in you're just like well here's another one okay like how in the Fast and the Furious movies Vin Diesel got 500 street fights might not be the Fast and the Furious pretty sure it's Vin Diesel though in one of the movies Triple X he said it could be Hmm. he got 500 street fights Chicago, because he felt that was like the number to show that he was tough. Huh. Five hundred is a lot. That is a lot. But like, I was, that's multiple fights on a weekend. And I would say, like you're saying, you get five hundred, and like they would have to be successful, though, right? No. Okay. So you think that like the doubt would go? Because like I would think like if you just got rejected like think, every time. 
Well, I mean, if you're you setting have have, like minor successes, if you're within the... setting a definite number. I'm sure you could pull a little pause about each experience, but mm-hmm. yeah, you'd probably have to have like the ratio would have to be yeah. pretty heavily skewed yeah. to success because like, failure. Yeah, because like the way I kind of see it going is that let's say you you get so skilled at something that like, you don't doubt yourself anymore and you go and then somewhere down the line you get like maybe a little bit overconfident a little over cocky yeah. or, or like even something maybe outside of your control comes in and like makes you fail or has you fail in some respect and then it just like boom like washes over you again and that gives that well, doubt, doubt all going to come back no it depends on the activity too but it could just be like a minor setback and mm-hmm. you're like wow I was able to do it the last 50 times but yeah. like, like say you're playing like, uh, Stained it's been a while on stage at a open mic thing and you've done it like 80 times at home and you've done several other open mics and then you go and you just totally botch it Yeah, you just biff it biff it right up like, and, like in alternate 1985 <laughs> biff yeah, it just gets biffed Kids. No, somebody was saying that. They're like, oh, you totally biffed that one. And I was like, well, I don't even think. What turn of phrase is this? Where you. You can't just make stuff up. Well, like, are they talking. That's the thing. Are they talking about Biff Loman from. Biff, like, uh, Death of a Salesman? Or are they talking no. Biff Tannen from. There's really only one Biff, and it's Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's be real. Well, I just. I'm just saying that that was another one. But yeah, he totally biffed Or it. isn't uh, Kevin McAllister's brother named Biff? No. Buzz. Buzz. It's another weird B name. Yeah. But, yeah, you totally biff it. What's your last name? Lightyear? <laughs> no, it's McAllister. It's the same. Buzz, it's, Buzz, it's Buzz McAllister. <laughs> I thought you'd pick that up. But, because um, that was Kevin asking. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, you totally biff it, and then, I mean, that could shatter your confidence, so you'd have to go back to square one. But yeah. if you're, like... Maybe not square one, but, like... So, yeah. Yeah down a lot of squares yeah like if you're like if you're maverick and top gun and you're just you're super confident and then goose spoilers um something happens to goose and then that shatters his confidence or whatever yeah. he kind of has some doubt see i'm getting confused with hot shots because you know topper harley has issues kind of from the start oh okay but anyways yeah. all right i think we're coming up on our time here yeah so moving forward, experience the doubt, but take the um, uh, M&M route and um, fuck all who doubt you. Um, Not literally. <laughs> Maybe it's because we just watched a, a documentary about AshleyMadison.com. Anyways, don't let people hold you back. Yes. Reach for the stars. You can achieve anything. I'm going to end it there. Okay. Okay. Good night. night.